I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for third Sunday after the Epiphany, celebrating another manifestation of Christ to the Gentile world. It is part of the AIC series of homilies for all the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is an arrangement of We Three Kings of Orient R, performed by Electron Planet. The arrangement, used under license, is the musical theme for the companion AIC video series Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. Listeners may benefit from the AIC seasonal video series Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, which is presented in three episodes, each linked from the digital library page, with the podcast version linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Epiphany season, Anglican traditions of Epiphany, comment on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Epiphany Day, and the six Sundays after the Epiphany in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for third Sunday after the Epiphany are discussed in Episode 3. The Epistle reading for third Sunday after the Epiphany is Romans 12, 16-21, a continuation of St. Paul's homily on Christian virtues begun in the reading for second Sunday after the Epiphany. Among the virtues mentioned are humility, or, quote, be not wise in your own conceits, unquote, kindness, or, quote, avenge not yourselves, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord, from Leviticus 19.18, and overcome evil with good, liberality, live peacefully with all men, and if thine enemy hunger, feed him, if he thirst, give him drink. St. Paul would write more about the Christian virtues in his other epistles. The Gospel reading, John 2, verses 6 to 19, is the unique account in St. John's Gospel of the wedding at Cana, the first of the seven signs from the Greek Samian, generally called miracles by St. Paul and wonders in other Bible translations. The signs, as John expressed it, are proofs of the divinity of Jesus Christ and another of the occasions in which he, quote, manifested himself to the Gentile world. The time frame is the third day after the calling of the apostles Philip and Nathaniel, the latter of whom was born at Cana of Galilee, according to St. John. Scholars believe that the Cana of Galilee, described by St. John, is the same area now called Kafar Kana, located about 15 miles southwest of Capernaum and due west of the Sea of Galilee. It was a predominantly Gentile community. Most commentary on the wedding at Cana is focused on Jesus' turning of water into wine, but there are other symbols involved that are often ignored. The first of these is the use the church has made of this reading. 
Jesus' presence at the wedding at Cana is referred to in the opening greeting for marriage or holy matrimony office in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. While the Jews at the time of Christ regarded matrimony as symbolic of the union of God and his people Israel, for Christians, based on Jesus' presence at this event, the union is between Christ and his church, which is the bride. St. Paul traditionally considered the author of Hebrews, wrote in Hebrews 13.4, that marriage is an honorable state. The account is brief and includes what to modern ears may sound a little brusque. When Mary points out to Jesus that they have no wine, he replied to her in verse 4, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Some language scholars explain that if we look for a literal translation of the word spoken in Greek, that the answer would be translated as, What to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Jesus' reply simply means to remind Mary, his earthly mother, that, quote, his hour, by which St. John refers to his knowledge, that the time for his death upon the cross had not yet come. He will, later in his gospel on Maundy Thursday, report Jesus as saying that the hour has come and now is. Nevertheless, Jesus, the dutiful son, honored his earthly mother's request. In the Eastern Church and among Roman Catholics, Mary's intervention here to help a friend in need is understood to be an early sign of Mary's significance as an intercessor. That Jesus and Mary were there together illustrates how important family was. It is likely that Jesus was present at Cana because his mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, was an invited guest and was a relative of the groom, traditionally understood to have been the 11th Apostle Simon, called Simon the Zealot in Matthew's Gospel. Many Eastern Church scholars suggest that certain details of the story of the wedding at Cana may have been based upon two Jewish practices. First, the diluting the wine at the wedding at a ratio of three parts water to one part wine to reduce the likelihood of drunkenness and the use of stone jars, which was meant to reduce the risk of impurities in the water. While St. John's account says there were six jars, most artistic representations of the scene, limited by the size and shape, show only a smaller number. Mary tells the servants to do what Jesus tells them to do. They pour the water into the jugs, but when they distribute the contents, the water has become wine. The master of the feast, in verse 9, accuses the servants of holding back the best wine until last. Unlike accounts in other Gospels, this account in the Gospel of St. John does not include any specific spoken command by Jesus. The turning of water into wine is presented as an act of his divine will, being the first of seven examples of events that cannot be explained in purely human, rational terms. At the end of the account, St. John offers this summary, which includes the term the church chose as a title for the season manifested, which is derived from the Greek word translated as epiphany. This beginning of miracles Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him.
Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily are in the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels, the Gospel reading for third Sunday after the Epiphany, John 2, 1-11, is discussed and illustrated in episode 33. The other six signs are discussed in episode 34 through episode 39. Jesus' reference to the concept of time, including hour, are discussed in episode 43. Episodes in the series are linked from the Bible Study New Testament pages. In the Lives of the Saints, in the first series on the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Saints, John is the focus of episode 4, Paul of episode 5, Philip of episode 8, Bartholomew Nathaniel of episode 14, and Simon of episode 16. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, The Gospel of John Annotated and Illustrated, The Wedding at Cana, The First of Seven Signs Jesus Did in Galilee, is discussed and illustrated in Chapter 2. The volume includes 96 illustrations. In Layman's Lexicon, key words are glory, marriage, miracles, mystery, right hand of God, and virtues. In Paintings on Light, the Stained Glass Windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, see The Wedding at Cana in Stained Glass by Mayor of Munich on page 39. All these AIC bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly using my Amazon Author Central page, https colon right slash, right slash, www.amazon.com, right slash, author, right slash, Ronald, hyphen, E, hyphen, Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The closing prayer is the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Collect for third Sunday after the Epiphany. Almighty and everlasting God, Mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.